anxious to hear your song of the week. Is it good? You feel good about it? You've heard it before. Right. You know what it is. It's not... You don't like it that much. Oh. It's, um... Oh, the emotion one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know you don't feel emotion, so... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Joe. And I guess that means that I'm Jake. Now brought to you with a Blue Yeti microphone. Let's I, do this. I hope it sounds a lot better. <laughs> Before we get into this podcast, I'd like to, like I mentioned in the cold open, we're using a Blue Yeti microphone. This is new to us. I'm borrowing it from a friend. Uh, what we had been doing for episodes one through four is that we each had a blue snowball microphone that we were using. So we were on two separate audio tracks and we really wanted to get away from that because using one audio track, you have a lot more consistency in your recording. So I got my hands on a blue Yeti and we're going to see how this sounds for the episode. We know we said that at episode five, we were really going to be hitting our stride, but if it ends up sounding like garbage, that's because we switch microphones, and if it does sound like garbage, rest assured that we will be switching back to our other mics for future episodes. So bear with us for this one if it sounds bad. Absolutely. I think it's probably going to sound a lot more open air, but that might make it sound natural. It might give it, yeah. uh, might give it a little edge. We don't have to use pop filters because of the distance we're from the mic, right. so that could also improve as well. I mean, we probably could benefit from throwing pop filters on, but... I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Okay. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> That's going to sound like garbage. Watch that sound <laughs> bad. No! Yeah. On my way here tonight, I stopped at good old McDonald's. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Ba, 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 ba. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so I pull up to the ordering window, and I put in my order, and I immediately noticed that the chick who I was talking to was like super chipper. I'm like, wow, that was, she was really polite. That was kind of nice. So I pull around the side of the building and I pull up to the first window where they take your form of payment or whatever, however you're doing it, cash credit. And she just had a huge smile on her face and she looked like she was having such a good time working at McDonald's. Right. And it made me happy. I like, so I paid and she handed, she gave me back my card and she's like, have a great night. And I'm like, you too. <laughs> really? And I, so then I pull up to the food pickup window and I didn't even stop my car and they were handing me my food. It was the best McDonald's experience I have had in like a year. Wow. Like I pulled up, I'm rolling my window, my window was already down. So I wasn't rolling it down. I was pulling up, starting to stop. She slid the window open, handed it out and said, have a great night. Wow. And I took it and kept driving. I didn't stop all the way. That's awesome. It was amazing service all the way around. That is like... Two the, thumbs up. That's like the Amazon Prime of McDonald's. <laughs> it, McDonald's was, it was right crazy there. good. But that got me thinking in between there and here about working in a retail environment. And I know McDonald's isn't necessarily retail, but it is a customer service front man, as you were saying before we started recording, experience. And I know both you and I have experience working in retail and it takes a special type of person. So I figured maybe we could each share a little story from our past in retail, if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Don't feel pressured. I, I just know that you said your week was insanely you know boring. What? It was really boring. I, all I did was did some more training for work, and I didn't do anything fun. So I unfortunately, I don't have any good stories like I have for the past couple of weeks. But yeah, um, I would be more than happy to talk about that because I think it's very important to enjoy your job no matter what it is 
And she was enjoying it at McDonald's. I don't know how, but she was. Yeah, and, and spreading the love. No not matter. that McDonald's is a bad place to work. No, not It's at a very all. good place to work. I want to make that very clear. But you don't normally see that type of chipperness at, oh, what was it, 7 o'clock at night. It is true. At a McDonald's. Usually the night staff in a fast food place tend to be um, the less chipper people. Right. <laughs> so I'll let you go ahead and tell your story if you want. I've been well, blabbering. You know what? I think what I'm going to do is... Have you tell your story? Oh, okay. Because you have an idea and I don't yet. So hopefully in <laughs> I you, have a good idea. In you telling your story, it'll make me think of an experience of mine. So All right. take it away. I think this is the first time I've shared on the show that I used to work at Goodwill. I currently work in IT as a programmer for a privately owned company. But I started off working at Goodwill. I worked there for two and a half, almost three years. And... I, I originally applied there because I knew the manager. I still know the manager. He's a great guy. Right. Hopefully he's listening. Hey, you're a great guy. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was my first, it was my first, I guess you could say, real world job. Before working at Goodwill, I had worked on a farm. But that's not a real job. I mean, you've got weird hours. You're working alone. You're working with cows. So that's nothing legit. It's a real job. You're getting paid for your work. Right. It's. <sighs> but it's not something that you it's not a public job right so it was your first public job working at goodwill yeah and i would love working there honestly because you get to see firsthand all the cool stuff that comes in it was pretty sweet and i have so many different stories i could tell so this was pretty hard narrowing it down to one but i picked this one because i think it best represents working in a retail experience and the type of person that it takes to work in retail so there were a few positions around the store when you were on the clock you could be up on the register cashing people out. You could be in the back room pricing items and putting them out on the sales floor for people to buy. Or you could be in what we called DA. It was the donation area. And it was where you'd stand when cars drove up. You would greet them. You would take their donations from them and you would offer them a tax-exempt receipt for the items that they donated. On this particular day, I was assigned to work in the DA area. And for anyone else out there who has worked at a Goodwill in the past, you know that the donation area in Goodwill is way busier than you thought it was before you started working there. Let me just ask you, on average at Goodwill, how many donations per hour do you think they receive? Honestly, just off the top of my head, I wouldn't think that there's too many. Per hour, I would honestly say... Even if you're in a big city, I'd say like 5 to 10. Yeah, no. That's not even close. What were you looking at? In Waterville, Maine, during the summer, we would push 30 to 50 donations in an hour. That's impressive. In the slower months, in say, you know, end of December, January, February, when it's cold, even then you're pulling in 15 to 20 donations an hour. It is insane. It is so busy there. And when I say 30 to 40 donations in the summer... That's not one trash bag, here you go, have a nice day. This is truckload full because people do their lawn sale. They don't need, they don't want what's left over from the lawn sale. So guess what they do? They bring it to Goodwill. So this is truck fills. Literally one time we had a 40 foot long dumpster from Gregory's disposal full of books. What? It was insane. That had to have come from a library. It was a close, it was a library that was closing down and they wanted to not throw the books out, but there's not a high demand for that many books. So they figured, yeah, we'll just donate them to Goodwill. We couldn't take them all. We took like half of the 40-foot trailer and said, take these somewhere else. We don't have room in our store. 
Because this is on top of getting truckloads of deliveries with line of like six people waiting to donate their crap. Mm. I shouldn't say crap. It's all great stuff. Goodwill does have a lot of books. They have, I've yeah, their, their book section is pretty sizable. And they've got a good selection, new stuff, old stuff. The only thing we didn't take was encyclopedias, and I believe that still holds true. But who reads those anymore anyway? Right. So I'm on DA, and I'm taking donations like crazy. It was busy. It was right in the middle of summer. And I know that if my manager is listening to this right now, he will remember the lady I'm talking about. And yeah. I, I hope for your sake that she still doesn't donate because I understand. Like, this lady was insane. So she pulls up to donate, and I'm ready. I have a basket. You know, we have expandable baskets. The bottom, like, drops down for more more stuff to be put in them. And I'm waiting for her at the door. She starts loading up the basket. And immediately, I could tell that I was in for quite the donation with this chick. About the third tote in, she started to have, like, reservations. Like, she didn't know whether or not she wanted to give me what she was donating. Right. Like, I could tell she's like hesitant like do i give this stuff to him i don't know maybe i want it it was almost like a hoarder type mentality so she started going through her donations as she was giving them to me and these weren't big items it's not like they were like articles of clothing or paintings for the wall or anything like that we're talking totes full of like i've got like a five gallon tote sitting on the ground next to the table full of knickknacks oh just little tiny odds bouncy balls little tiny action figures and she started going through one thing at a time and she had a suv full like probably 20 totes shouldn't she have done that at her house she should have done this at her house (laughs) like i had mentioned this was during the busy summer period so there was probably a line of six or seven maybe even more than that vehicles behind her and these people are pulling up they're getting out of their car bringing their donations up and giving them to me while this lady is standing here taking up all the space going through her donation. We get all the way through her donation an hour and a half later. Wow. And she asks for a tax receipt. Now, when you have a tax receipt, you have to write down the value of what you donated because, you know, the the state wants to know, or the government, they want to know how much you're exempt from. And a lot of people, we give them an estimation. We'll be keeping track for them. And we'll just be like, this is about how much your donation was worth. This is what we'll sell it for. Blah, 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 blah. Write this number down. And they'll they'll do that for the most part. Not this lady. So no, you she... had to go back and look at what she had. No, she wanted to. Oh, my word. So she went back through all her stuff a second time. She went faster than when she was originally donating it. But it was still like another half an hour. This lady was at the donation window for like a solid two hours. Wow. With one SUV full of little tiny odds and ends. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. And the entire time, she she would, like, hesitate over every single item. Like, do I want to give this book? Do I want to give this bouncy ball? Do I want to give this? Like, it was just crazy. It blew my mind. And my manager's there the whole time. He doesn't just sit in an office all day. He works in different areas around the store. So he's always active in, in doing stuff with us. So he was in the donation area, and he was sorting with me. Because part of uh, DA's job is as the donations come in, you sort it and put it in different uh, hampers and bins and stuff. So the people pricing the donations know what it is they're pricing and it's it's consistently the same thing. So he's in the, he's in the DA area sorting with me and he's like laughing his head off because I'm the one who has to deal with this lady. He's just in the background quietly sorting, like chuckling or whatever. She came back a week later. With more stuff? With more stuff. 
And, and more little knickknacks? Yeah. Oh, my word. And he was the only one on DA. Oh. So now the manager had to deal with her. And it was she wasn't here. She wasn't there nearly as long. It was probably 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. But that's still an unreal amount of time, considering most donations are under 10 minutes. Right. And I know this probably isn't a really relevant question for the sake of the story, but I would like to know... How much did you get for value on those little tiny things like little action figures and bouncy balls? Yeah, it was... It's... Do you remember? No. It's been long enough that I don't remember what, you know, what she ended up nice writing down. Nice crisp $1 wanted, bill. Yeah. She wanted to keep track of what it was for her tax-exempt, you know, slip. So she wrote it all down. Yeah. She wrote it down. So I don't even know what the number she wrote. The, the thing with those is that... You can write down literally any number you want because you're you're the one taking it. You're the one keeping it. You can do whatever you want. I believe the state will only honor values up to so much anyway. So mm-hmm. that kind of, that's kind of how they work around that. But yeah, that's my one story, and I have I have hours and hours of stories I could tell about working at Goodwill. It was such a crazy experience. That's some, that's good to hear. Some of the stuff you, we got donated was it was crazy. Like yeah. stuff valued in the thousands of dollars. And I won't go into that now because that'll keep you looking forward to stories in the future. Exactly. And maybe we can actually do some sort of recurring thing where you have a Goodwill story. Yeah. Because it yeah. sounds like... But yeah, there were there were a few items that were, you know, three or $4,000. Yeah. Someone donated a car once. But I won't get into <laughs> it. So I'll just leave all that right, alone. Right, Your right. turn. Well, you know what? You talking about this lady made me think of a recurring customer I had back when I worked at the New Balance factory store. When I worked there from, geez, 2006 to 2012, towards the... You worked there for six years? Yeah, I worked there for six, seven years. The first couple of years were temporary um, summer work for the tent sale, but then I got bumped up to part-time year-round, then full-time, and then my last year and a half to two years was inventory coordinator so i kind of went full circle and was from the bottom of the totem pole at tent sale to the people to the person who was in charge of the 20 or so people who were hired for tent sale and that was actually really fun started from the bottom now we're here yeah that's exactly (laughs) exactly how it happened and oh man i love that job and i really miss it sometimes but the last year i was there I would have to cover people's lunches, so I still sold shoes. And to this day, I'm pretty passionate about the technology that can go into shoes. You wouldn't believe how many different types of materials there are and how much work goes into designing a shoe. Maybe some people would think about it, but most of us just like throw shoes on for the day and go and then take them off when we get home. We don't think about it. But anyway, this girl comes in. I say girl, but she was an elderly woman. Her name was Marvis. Marvis? Marvis, M-A-R-V-I-S. And she was the sweetest old lady. She would ask for me because she just liked dealing with me. And it would just be really funny because I would be downstairs doing what I need to do, putting shoes away and organizing things. And I'd get a call over the radio, like, Jake, Marvis is here to see you. (laughs) And, you know, I, I would talk to her on the phone to figure out what shoes she needs and things like that. And it was... More often than you think. Like, she would get a new pair of shoes every two, three months. I don't know why. She just really loved it in there. And it was just... I guess it's the opposite end of the spectrum where you dealt with someone who was, like, crazy. Right. And um, about the donations. It It just reminded me of that side of it. And talking about people who are chipper in the workplace. 
on the other end of the table, when the customer is chipper, it can really make the employee's day as well. I miss a lot of the recurring customers I had at New Balance, and she was probably the one I missed most. Yeah. Because she was just a sweet old lady, and I always got her, like, the same pair of shoes all the time. (laughs) And I remember one time, she was waiting for, like, a beige pair of walking shoes, Ooh, you know, <laughs> stylish. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to get those beige. Oh, yeah. They, they always, uh, the older people love white, beige, and black. That's They're good just, colors. They those go are with the three, everything. You know, those are the three basic colors in the, in the baby boomer world. <laughs> and she was waiting for this one particular shoe, and I actually called her home phone number the minute they came in, because I'm inventory coordinator, so she had it in. Mm-hmm. She had it in with me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they came in and I processed them, I gave her a call and I'd be like, all right, I got these on hold for you. <laughs> it was just that type of that's cool, customer-employee cool. relationship. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. There were definitely customers like that at Goodwill. There were customers I really loved. Yeah. I mean, I'd always, you know, I'd always be happy to see them walk through the door. It's like, oh, good, they're here. The only experiences I really have going into a Goodwill store is looking for retro video games. With Jacob and Tyler, who we will probably have on this show. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Coming up in the next couple weeks, hopefully. That would be really cool. We're going to have a special video game segment. Anyway. It's probably going to end up being a whole episode. You shouldn't even say segment. It'll probably end up being the whole show. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) I meant episode. It's definitely going to be an episode. So I would go into Goodwill with Jacob and Tyler and look for retro games that were out of deal. Because sometimes... Goodwill employees didn't catch the value of things. That happens quite a bit. And I, you know what? I don't want to say. I don't want to say any specific stories because we'll wait until Jacob and Tyler can come and talk about them. But I will say there is like three specific instances in my mind right now where they both scored amazing deals. Well, don't forget them. High turnarounds. We'll have to get it out of them when they're here on the show. Absolutely. I can't wait for that. It's going to be fun. So that's a little spoiler for you guys. Hopefully uh, you guys can be patient enough and bear with us while we try to get the group together. Like you were saying, though, there's a lot of employees that will miss the value on certain things. And that's where having someone like me working at Goodwill is kind of a bad thing for the customers because I know what stuff's worth. Right. I'm on the internet all the time and I see stuff. So I know that's worth something. That's not worth anything. That's worth something. And I knew how to help the store make an extra buck. So I would price things a little bit higher that were worth more. And I know the Goodwill is supposed to be cheap, but there's some really nice stuff that rolls through there. Oh, yeah. There were sometimes we'd get like brand new NESs. Brand new? Like they've been open clearly, but it looked like the parent bought it for the child. The child used it for a year or two, grew out of it, didn't want to use it anymore. So they put it back in the box and threw it in their attic. And that's where it sat for you know, 20 something years. And then they would just donate it because they didn't know what it was worth. So you'd take, you'd see an NES box and you're like, this is going to be good. Open the box up and the thing is immaculate, oh my but you'll word. never see those on the shelves. Never. They don't go up. They don't go to the sales floor. Oh, they sell online for bidding. They right? go on eBay because uh, Goodwill has an online presence. They have an eBay presence. So anything worth a lot of money that they know will sell online they take and they sell there because they can make more money. I can't blame them, but I can't even imagine walking into a Goodwill as a customer and seeing a boxed NES at a low price when someone had no idea what the value was. We'd get like the duck hunt set up. 
Oh, with, yeah. With, with the photo sensor or whatever, the gun or whatever, in perfect shape, like brand new quality. <sighs> that is so Sometimes cool. I would sneak them out on the sales floor. I would sell them. I'd be like, screw eBay. This is going out on our sales oh, floor. Oh, yeah. And it would, I could, we could get like a decent amount of money because people like Jake and Tyler would come in looking for that stuff. Yep. Anyway, we've gotten off track. Do you have anything else you'd like to mention? I don't really have anything else to add other than the fact that in general, I do really like when employees of customer service jobs are chipper and excitable and are truly passionate about what they're selling or just being kind in general, because it really does make your day. Let's talk about the internet. Absolutely. I think we can go on and on about that. I use the internet a lot. Do you use the internet a lot? I use the internet any chance I get. (laughs) Every, every chance. Every single chance (laughs) I get. I want to talk about sites that we frequent and I want you to go first. I want to hear, I want to hear what site you frequent most, you most frequented. I don't care if it's a popular site. I was going to say. The most visited site. To be honest, um... I don't spend a whole lot of time searching for new websites. I usually rely on you for that. You <laughs> tell me what sites are out there that you know are going to have cheap prices on things or just new sites I'd be interested in. Um, you got me onto Reddit, which you're probably going to be talking about. Oh, you know I am. <laughs> Reddit fiend over here. I remember... I'm not wearing my Reddit t-shirt. I should be. Oh, shoot. But I have one. <laughs> oh, he's wearing it. He just yeah. He oh, just, look, it's on. Oh, there it is. I switched. See? Jump cut. I ran of, home. The beauty of podcast. <laughs> I can be anything you want me to be. Internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, just, man. just say the word. Just say the word. So yeah, Joe got me hooked on to Reddit. Before I was just on Facebook all the time, man. I am a Facebook addict still, but I used to be so bad I would have to check my Facebook way more often than I wanted to. I would click the icon unintentionally. I would just like unlock my phone and then hit Facebook and then be like, what am I doing? I don't even, I don't have a notification. (laughs) There's, There's nothing I need here. It's just like this weird thing that I had. And I remember back when I would poke fun at you a little bit about using Reddit and you would poke fun at me for liking BuzzFeed. Oh, I... <laughs> because you say that uh, BuzzFeed takes everything from Reddit, and that's true because, like, pretty much everything social media is taken from Reddit. There's a yeah, a lot of content taken from Reddit, and when I get more into it, I have a few factoids, I guess, that I want to share about the site. Oh yeah. So, so I'll just run through my list. I mean, I could yammer on and on like we always do, but honestly, I mean, Facebook Live. And when I say live, I mean live.com for email. YouTube lately, actually. I've been trying to subscribe to nutrition channels to learn about good foods to eat and things like that, trying to get healthy. Um, and then, of course, Boogie. You know, um, Of course I know. Yeah, I love Boogie. He's just very genuine. And H3H3, Woo! we love you. Ethan, if you're listening to this, shout us out, man. Please. Shout please. us out. It would make our life. Literally, literally. It would make our life. I He's the only... Their, H3, Ethan and Ela, their channel is the only one that I have no, push notifications turned on for on my phone. So when they put a new video up, I get a notification on my phone saying H3 has a new video. Go watch it. And I immediately drop what I'm doing to watch H3's video. Oh, yeah. Every I, time. I feel like his personality is just like... 
an emulation or a mirror, I should say, of my personality on a lot of days. So I can, I totally agree with what he's talking about. I love his trains of thoughts. He's so real, down to earth. He's a good person too. Yeah, he's he really has a good, like, he's got always has good intentions at heart. Always. Absolutely. Totally genuine with what he does. Yes. And he, he makes, he makes jokes. And obviously there's always people out there that think that some jokes people make are too much and go too far. Right. But he'll turn around, like with Ken Bone and... What, what's his name? Humongous. Humongous. Humongous and Ken Bone. He'll, like, turn around and raise funds for them to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, was it $14,000 he raised for Humongous? Yeah, something like that. It was something, something like that. No, I mean, it was over... Wasn't it 14K? Let me look it up while you keep talking. Okay. That's how genuine he is. He he cares to the point where he would actually set that up. And he calls other YouTubers out even when they are friends with him and right. he's friends with them. I didn't want to say this because I didn't want to be this off, but I was right. They raised 150,000 for him. Whoa, what? Yeah. It, the goal I was way off. The goal was 10 grand. Yeah. And it, uh real quick, synopsis of Humongous. There was a SJW, which if you don't know what that stands for, it's Social Justice Warrior. And these are people who are like very, very, very into what they believe. And they think that the world, there's no equal rights in the world and everyone's out to get them, that type of thing. Right. And Humongous, as he is so lovingly referred. We're going to get tons of hate mail for that. It's okay though. Just in, yeah, right. (laughs) It's, uh, Humongous was just a guy that was... In a video, and he he said something so innocent. It was just a simple little dad joke um, about being overweight. Because he kind of is a little bit overweight, so he made yeah, a joke. He yeah. called, someone asked him what his name was, and he made a joke. He said his name was Hugh. And, she's, and the person recording was like, Hugh what? And he goes, humongous. Like, <laughs> you know, he's humongous because he's a little overweight. And she blew up on him and said that, he was sexually harassing her and that she felt violated and that he needed to be arrested. And this, so this poor guy was getting tons of hate. In public. In public. Yeah, like in the middle of a very busy area. So he was getting hated on and stuff like that. And then, it, you know, the internet started to like hate on him. And it turns out that this guy is like suffering from some rare type of cancer or something like that. And he's like getting evicted from his house because of the cancer. He hasn't been able to work. So he doesn't have any money coming in. So he's getting evicted, losing his home. You know, he's just in a really rough place. Now he's got this piled on top of it. So this chick who recorded the video started a fundraiser and wanted to raise $1,000 for her grief to help her feel better. That's ridiculous. So Ethan, H3, the host of H3H3, saw this and thought it was unbelievably ridiculous that this woman would raise a thousand, try to raise a thousand dollars for herself on GoFundMe because she felt, you know, stressed out at that situation. So he made a fundraiser for Humongous, set the goal at $10,000, said, let's help this guy. You know, let's raise some money for this guy. He's got cancer. He's going through a hard time. Let's make his day. In under 24 hours, they had raised like $50,000. Wow. And and at the end of the month-long period that the fundraiser ran for, they had raised around $150,000 for him. That's amazing. And and Ethan gave 100% of that to Hugh. And he had, uh, I don't even know the guy. I don't oh, it's know Ru- his, his real name's Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. And he had Rudy on an interview on his channel. And 
you know, it, Ethan's talking about how he's going to give 100% of the money to Rudy, and it's for Rudy to use for himself. He earns it. He, he deserves it. And Rudy's just going on and on about how he's only going to use what he needs, and then the rest he's donating to a charity. He's just an all-around great guy, you know? And it's one of those feel-good stories on the internet that not it didn't blow up. Like, not a lot of people know about it, but, you know, it happened. And it, it was made possible by Ethan and it was made possible by H3 and YouTube and it's just a great story. It is. I'm sorry I totally took over there and no, detracted from what you were saying. That's fine but. because I think that's a story that's worth telling because if Ethan hadn't have done that Rudy's story would have been just that guy who was verbally attacked in a building and that was it. Right. Like we wouldn't have known anything about him but now since Ethan figured all that stuff out and raised all that money for him he turned that story around yeah his life is completely changed now this guy it's great. you know he's not going to get evicted he's going to be able to pay for treatment for his cancer you know he's just i don't know and it didn't hurt Ethan in any way i mean he he gained from it because he got millions of views on these videos yeah and he obviously doesn't do it for that he no doesn't way. do it for the views and the money or anything like that he does it because he makes that clear Right. He, he honestly wants to help those around him. And it's just, it's great to see. Absolutely. You may continue now, Jake. I'm okay. sorry right. that I, I took over. No, that's all right. I, I'm going to tend to do that a lot on the podcast. Just for all you listeners, I, I'm going to do that on occasion. I, <laughs> I rant and that was, that was my feel good rant of the day. That's all right. I, I think I'll probably end up doing that too if, if it happens. You, you will probably do that a lot more often than me though. <laughs> I'm right. a very ranty person. <laughs> I can't help it. That's, you know, you're a perfect candidate for a podcast then. Because that's <laughs> what a podcast is all about. I could talk about the most mundane, stupid crap for so long. Just make it sound interesting for three hours. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, I, I man, grass growing. So oh, great. You get, you, I got to tell you about my grass. grass. Yeah, my, my grass growing experience. It was crazy. <laughs> I want to take you step by step through this minute by minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting back to my list. Uh, I got Facebook, I got my email, I got YouTube and H3. That's about it, man. <laughs> I mean, it, there's really nothing, no other site that I frequent all the time. I mean, How you know often what? do you visit Reddit? You know what? I lied. Oh, there is oh, one oh. thing. Go there ahead. is one place that I really like, and that is the subreddit that's called No Sleep and Creepypasta.com or Creepypasta.org. I can't remember what the it dot started is. As a. It started as a subreddit. Creepypasta did. What? Really? I'm fairly certain. Oh, and then it got its own site? I could be wrong. Don't, okay. Don't quote me on that. Well, I'm a big fan of horror. I actually love getting scared. And as anyone who loves horror does, I just love the feeling of getting a little scared. So what I used to do last year, I haven't done it much in 2016, but I used to... Right before I went to bed, read a couple creepypastas and no sleeps. I couldn't do just that, Just to man. scare myself. I couldn't do that. And if anyone doesn't know, a creepypasta or a no sleep, they are short stories created by anyone that are designed to just scare you. And after the site has been around for so many years, it, it builds up enough of a following and enough of an... It builds up enough writers where you're going to get some really great content. There's an author called Ia... IIA I don't I know you don't really frequent no sleep so you wouldn't know exactly No I could read one in broad daylight 12 o'clock <laughs> noon and I would still be scared Yeah so. I love reading them <laughs> at night because if you read them during the day you just don't get the same effect I do Yeah <laughs> to me <laughs> uh, but yeah his name is Ia and he is 
astounding. Man, his scary stories are the type of scary that just like stick in you. Like a cold, cold winter breeze that just settles into your spine. Yeah, I mean, really. It's, it's me that out, bad. You're creeping me out. You gotta listen. You gotta read some Ea stories and you won't be able to fall it's asleep. It's reminding me of uh, Luna Lovewell on the subreddit. Uh, I know she, that probably doesn't sound like an author name, but she's on uh, writing prompts. Oh, really? She has story, yeah. She does some like, good prompts. Oh, man. She's the best. She's publishing a book because of Reddit. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know what? We'll just turn it over to you now because that, that's all I got, man. I don't really have a lot of little niche websites. so, And you've turned me on to quite a few websites, so I think you're going to have a lot longer list. So we'll just turn it over to you, Joe. I don't honestly think that my list is all that long because I don't... Those sites that I've turned you on to, I don't frequent a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Those are like <laughs> 99% of them I found on Reddit. For those of you who aren't familiar with Reddit, there will be a surprising number of people who don't know what Reddit is. Really? It's one of those, it's like an underground popular site. I don't know how to explain it. I always knew what it was. I just never went on it for years. Yeah, there's like a good 90% of people I talk to and I'll mention Reddit. They'll say, what's Reddit? I've never heard of that before. Oh, wow. And it's just weird to me because, and this is going into one of the little facts about Reddit I said I wanted to mention. Reddit is the 11th most popular website in America. Mm-hmm. It's it it gets like an insane amount of unique page views. Uh, I don't. I had the number up. But you I know what? Know. That's impressive. I mean, that's taking into account Google, Yahoo, right? Are we are we taking into account search engines? Yeah. Wow. This is that's, the, yeah. It's the eleventh most popular website. That's in incredibly America. impressive. Reddit gets an unreal amount of page views every day. Well, no, I shouldn't say unreal because it's the eleventh most popular. So there are ten sites that get more page views than them. But Reddit gets 11 million unique page views every day. Wow. And that's pretty impressive for a message board style website. So basically what Reddit is, it's a collection of forums, basically. They call them subreddits. And what they are, a subreddit can be literally any topic. Uh, You can create one. I can create one. You could create 20 if you wanted to. They're just specific parts of Reddit dedicated to certain types of content. For example... There's a subreddit for, it's just called videos, and it's for a place for people to share videos from all over the internet. It's it's a more vague subreddit. There are more specific subreddits like Listen to This, where it's for discovering unpopular music that people like. They have a rule that if the YouTube video that you share has over 100,000 views, it gets taken down because it's for unpopular, unheard music only. So there are very niche areas of reddit that tailor to your specific likes and you you can subscribe to them and once you've subscribed to a handful of them when you visit your reddit homepage, what it does is it looks at the top posts from each of those subreddits and compiles them into one page for you so you're given a constantly refreshing list of content that you have subscribed to and that you want to see it's videos it's pictures it's discussion it's links to websites it's everything So Reddit is just a great source of daily information to take in. You know, real quickly, I do have beef with the subreddit Listen to This because an acquaintance of mine, Eric Axelman, actually... Promote him. Yeah, I'm going to promote him. All right. He, you know what, to be honest, he was a year ahead of me in high school. I don't even think I talked to the guy. So he's not even really an acquaintance. But he's, I mean, he's always been one of those really smart guys, always doing something cool. And... Uh, he is making his own hip hop 
songs. Yes, I, you've sent me yep. a few he, tracks. He actually dropped an album. Oh, nice. Um, not too long ago, and it's on Spotify and everything. I tried to link his song Talk Too Much from YouTube to listen to this. I tried four times, and I talked to two different moderators, I think, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let me put him on because he was too unknown. I was like, isn't this exactly what Listen to This is for? Right. Yeah, that's kind of odd. So it's like it's like they listened to it and didn't like it or something, and then they're like, no, I don't want this on here. Right. So it, yeah. that kind of rubbed me the and wrong way. And you do run into moderators that are like that on different subreddits, so I can understand your beef. That would be kind of annoying. It was, because I really wanted to... Because I loved it, and it was a guy that... I don't really know him, but he went to the same high school as I did. Right. And it, it was a great song. Talk Too Much. Eric Axelman. Check it out. Your song of the week? No, no it's, it's actually not my song of the week, but it's a, it's a notable mention. I frequent Reddit a very significant amount. I, I would, would say so. I would probably say I'm on Reddit three to four hours a day. And that's not an exaggeration. I'm on, I have it on my phone, my laptop, my computer at home. You active on it three to four hours a day or just have it up and... Oh, I have it up all day. Yeah. I'm active on it three to four hours a day. Oh, wow. I'm a a combination of what Reddit calls a lurker and a a frequent poster. Uh, They refer to people who never post comments or anything as lurkers. Right. I don't comment a lot. I comment maybe once every 10 or 15 threads. Maybe I'll throw a small comment up. Um, but I'm not really into the comment. I'm there more for reading the discussions people have and the the new information that I find. And you were saying that I've turned you on to quite a few websites. Mm-hmm. And Reddit turned those on to me. For example, Is There Any Deal is one yes. that I have showed you about. I love and that And it's one. a website for it aggregates sale prices for video games. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it looks at like sites like Steam, Origin, Sila Games, Humble Green Bundle, Gaming, Green Man Gaming, and GOG. It, yep, GOG. It aggregates them all in one place and it shows you which site has which game and for how cheap and where you can get the cheapest, you know, where you can get the best deal on the game. So it's a really useful site and I never would have found that if it wasn't for Reddit. Another similar site too, is there any deal that I end up using more is Cheap Shark. I yep. found that because of Reddit. And it's another site that it just compares a bunch of different sites that sell games and deals you can get on games that they're selling. It's another great little tool. Yeah. Why pay 15 when you can pay 8? I mean... Right, right. And there's, there's, you know, there's tons of subreddits that I could talk about. I just recently subscribed to one uh, called Podcasts. And, you know, that's, really? that's what, kind of fitting. What brought your interest I, in podcasts? I know. It's, it's kind of weird huh. that I would do such a thing. But yeah, I mean, it, we're going to be sharing our this podcast on that subreddit because right. Reddit is such a great way for fans who are, and people who are interested to see the content. And the nice thing about posting on a subreddit like podcast is that you know 100% of the people that are viewing the content on podcast want to see it. Right. Because they've taken the time to subscribe to that subreddit. It's not something that they're just, oh, this is showing up in my feed. And they'll listen for like a second and like go away. Right. They're there for that specific type of content. And that's what makes Reddit so great is that it's what you want to see. It's personalized. It's customized. It's tailored exactly to the experience you want to have. And I think that's why it's so addicting for so many users because it's exactly what you want it to be. So you're never bored going back to it. You really aren't. I've noticed that. You mentioned that you would open your phone and then just mindlessly open Facebook. Right. I'll be on Reddit. I'll close Reddit 
because I'm bored and I want to do something else. So I'll immediately open Reddit again and I'll realize, wait a minute, I just got off of oh, Reddit. Yeah. What am I doing opening? But by the time I'm done with the page I'm on and I go back to Reddit, there's new content for me to look at. Yeah. So I'm there again. And I, you can just spend a lot of time doing that type of thing. It kind of reminds me of the site that was once huge, uh, stumble upon. Yes. I don't know if you ever used that. Oh yeah. It was, it was the site that you had like a toolbar in your browser and you just press a button and it would based on interests you like take you to a random web page i like uh, it I, I i used to use it quite a bit actually yeah, several yeah. years i don't I know that. how popular it is anymore i haven't visited in a while it's still a thing because i think i used it last a couple months ago just because i stumbled upon it in my brain <laughs> and i was like i wonder if this is still a thing and my old profile was up and they've changed it a lot they've tried to make it like something like reddit because you can you could do this before, but now you can choose specific interests and you can only get random pages of the things right. you're interested in. Yeah. It's basically Reddit if you're lazy because you just hit one button and there it is. Right. <laughs> As for big sites that I use, Reddit is about it. I use Facebook. I use Gmail. I use, well, I guess YouTube is another main site for me. I probably use YouTube. I probably spend... 60% of my time on Reddit and like 30% of my time on YouTube and mm-hmm. then the other 10% is mixed between Facebook, Gmail and other sites like that. I really don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook because I have so much content in other places. Yeah. I'm subscribed to like 130 different channels on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I've always got new content there. I'm subscribed to like 100 subreddits, so I've always got new content there. So I mean, those are really my two main sites. You know what that means, folks. It's time for the song of the week. I know I really dropped the ball last week. I didn't really feel good about it because I didn't have enough time to really think about what I wanted to bring to you guys, but I hope that you really enjoy this one because it means a lot to me. I had a job in Bangor, Maine for a year and a half, and I was doing a lot of driving. I was listening to tons of music. This was during the era where we started talking about music every Monday, well, pretty much every day. But I tended to listen to Spotify Premium just constantly, made playlists and all kinds of things. One of the bands that really got me through living up there and just like not being around a lot of my friends was Cowbell. Really loved them. I listened to a lot of bluesy rock bands during that time, and they were by far my absolute favorite and if you look them up on spotify they only have uh geez what thirty thousand maybe views on their most popular song so the song i want to bring to the table this week is hanging by a thread off their album beat stampede which currently is their only album Cowbell's a band from London made up of two friends formed in 2009. They're kind of garage rock bluesy. I hope you like that song because that's probably my favorite one by them. But a couple notable mentions are All In Good Time and Tallulah if you really enjoyed their style. So with that, I'm going to turn it around to Joe 
and see what he brought us. He's been bringing some really heavy hitters to the show lately, so let's see if that gets to continue. Oh, man, don't put so much pressure on me. My song of the week this week is by a rapper named NF. And uh, that those are his initials, actually. Uh, his name is Nathan Fuerst. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Fuerstein? Fuerstein? And he's signed to a Christian record label. So you know going into his content that there are no curses or you know foul language in any of his music. And I love that about him. I love that he doesn't resort to using that type of language in his music. I just think it's funny because last week... Your song of the week was Watsky about how bad words are so subjective. Yeah, and I'm going to sound really hypocritical coming from last week to this week. No, but I do. I still feel that way. I still feel that bad words are very subjective. Right. Uh, they're how you. They're how they're said and they're how they're used, and it's about the company you're using them in. But at the same time, I appreciate when that type of language doesn't need to be used to get your point across. And I think that NF accomplishes that in every single track that he's ever released. Good. I appreciate that as well. Like with CeeLo Green's F You. Mm. I like Forget You. It sounds Sorry, better. Sorry, drinking water. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I preferred the censored version of that song over the real version. Yeah. Anyway, the name of my song of the week is How Could You Leave Us? And real quick, NF is a rapper that puts a lot of emotion into his songs. He talks about in a couple of his tracks how music is God's gift to him to release his emotions and talk about how he feels. And he makes that very clear with every track he releases. They're all very emotionally raw and filled with passion. And you can tell that he's using his music as an escape. And his track, How Could You Leave Us, is no different. I'm going to read a, I've got a little quick excerpt here about the song up. This song deals with NF's mother's addiction to popping pills and the neglect he felt throughout his life. He feels that she chose the pills over her own kids and therefore she left him standing in the dust. Even her overdose, all NF feels is pain and he can't remember the happy times as there was none. Her addiction took her life away from her. So the whole track is about, as that said, his mom's addiction to pills Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's so emotionally raw. And halfway through the song, you'll actually hear what sounds like crying noises in the background of the track. And at first, you're just going to pass it off as like some type of audio effect for the song. But there's a behind the scenes, I don't remember where I saw it, where NF is talking about the song. And he says that when you hear me crying in the track, it's real. I wasn't faking that. I was in the studio bawling my eyes out while I was recording this song because it means so much to me. Wow. And even here in this little excerpt I have, it says, NF called this song the most vulnerable song he'd ever written. So you got to appreciate tell, that. Yeah. this. I mean, this stuff is not just for fun for him. He's using this. I mean, his second album is called Therapy Session. You know, he uses his music as therapy. So I'm going to play you a little segment of that so you can get a taste of it. I got this picture in my room and it kills me. But I don't need a picture of my mom. I need the real thing. Now a relationship is something we won't ever have. But why do I feel like I lost something that I never had? You should have been there when I graduated. Told me you love me and congratulations. Instead you left us at the window waiting. Where you at, mom? What's a younger understand? Where you at, huh? Yeah, I know them drugs that got you held captive. I can see it in your eyes. They got your mind captured. Some say it's fun to get the high. So that's about it for my song of the week. 
Let me know what you thought of it. Let me know what you think of NF, his philosophy on being part of a Christian record label and not swearing, what you think about the emotion in his tracks, and whether or not you think you'll listen to more of his content. I know I'm going to be. Yeah. I actually didn't know that he was part of a Christian label. Right. I don't think I knew that. And it's not a necess- it's, it's not a necessary piece of information. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's know, pretty cool. He's... He doesn't like, because he's part of a Christian record label, it's not like he's pushing religion, you know, or anything like that. He's just his, keeping it clean. Right, he's keeping it clean. And he he does make mentions about his beliefs, but then he also turns around and makes comments about how he respects you for yours and that if you don't respect him for his music, that's okay. But no, that's how he feels. And, yeah. You know, it, it makes for a very honest, authentic listening experience. This guy's not fake. He's 100% real and you can tell in every song you listen to. Good. I definitely appreciate that. Today's discussion segment, as we're going to be calling it going forward, because we've realized that we're not always going to be on deep, critical subjects. We just want to talk about something that has a little bit of meaning to it, but gives a, it basically just gives us an avenue to discuss like I had mentioned in episode one, things that people really don't talk about in their day-to-day life, but many are concerned with. I do have a confession to make, and that's usually we come up with the topics the day of or the day before. So You don't tell people that. What are you doing <laughs> giving that secret away? We have these topics in mind like a month before we record the episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, a lot I of think... times we pick the episode that... The, topic the day of yeah so what we thought about today and as of recording it's december 15th so we're in the christmas we're in the holidays by the time you hear this it's going to be end of january beginning of february we wanted to discuss gift giving etiquette when we want to discuss traditions and we want to discuss pretty much the transition of childhood to adulthood when it comes to the holidays. I know I wanted to talk about gift giving etiquette because this year, I'll just be honest with you guys, I'm pretty broke. I don't, I'm not going to be able to buy gifts for as many people as I, I, I wanted to. And I know that a lot of people feel that they need to buy for their loved ones. And I understand that feeling. But when you have other priorities, like In my case, I need to get my car up and running. I haven't had my functioning car roadworthy and legal since, like, April, man. For real. That's why we're doing all the podcasts at his place, because he's a (laughs) bum and he can't get anywhere. (laughs) For real, man. (laughs) I gotta hitchhike to Joe's place if we want to do that. But, yeah, see, that would would work really well there. Oh, man, I love it. Amazing. I'm just playing with (laughs) Iron Man, the invincible Iron Man, uh... Would you call this, like, a wall plaque? Yeah, it's like a wall plaque, yeah. I got it from Hobby Lobby. cover of a comic book. I'm just admiring it. It looks yeah. really good. All right, go ahead and continue. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Little shout out to Hobby Lobby. Believe it or not, it's a really great place. I thought it was a place where old ladies go to get knitting supplies. But I swear to you, if you're at least a little bit artistic, at least a tiny bit appreciative of things that look nice, you should go in there. It's I've nice. done a little bit of uh, IT work in a Hobby Lobby. They're a pretty cool store. Yeah. <laughs> so this holiday season, I'm not going to be able to buy presents for as many people as I would want to but logically I'm okay with that because you know I need to save up money for getting my car done and it does look like it's going to be able to get done within two weeks Woo-hoo! 
Yeah, thank the Lord, because I can finally go to Joe's place and record if we want to, and open us up to all new um, situations. All new (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, once I have that up on the road, it's going to be amazing. But I know that there's a lot of people who would say, you know what, it's more important to give gifts to people. And I wanted to discuss that, because I think... Maybe I'm in the minority here, although Joe and I almost always see eye to eye, so I really doubt it, but I, I'm kind of hoping, hoping that maybe we can butt heads a little bit I'll play devil's on this advocate. topic. <laughs> I'll play devil. yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll play devil's advocate and purposely disagree with you. All right. <laughs> Just after every word. No, no. That's untrue. No. But after giving my honest evaluation of gift giving, I, I do want to hear your honest evaluation of it, though. What What do you think when it comes to Christmas, if you have other priorities, have you ever been in the situation where, you know, you want to get more, but you also have to think about other expenses and you know what I mean? Like, like, what do you think about that scenario? Well, I don't want to sound cocky here and I'm risking coming across that way, Jake. I know what you're about to say. Cause I know you're so broke. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been in that situation. I've never been in that situation because I'm the type, you know how organized I am. Yeah. I start saving for Christmas, January 1st. Yeah. That's a good way to be. And I would love to be like that. So when the end of November, beginning of December, wait, December comes after November, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) End of November, beginning of December rolls around. I have money set aside for Christmas Mm -hmm. that regardless of my other priorities and other things that I have going on. I have this money specifically for Christmas gifts. So I never have to feel guilty about other priorities and having other things to do. And I do feel super guilty, but I mean, my brain is telling me that I need to get this done and I can't be spending money on presents. But if you already had the money set aside for Christmas, say you started saving January 1st for Christmas. I've never had a savings account, but okay. November, oh boy. (laughs) End I've of, never been able to legit. End of no. You worked for seven years at New Balance, and you never could save any money. No, <laughs> no. There was never maybe could a sh- or never would. Maybe a short period of time. I actually dumped a lot of money into um, a, a retirement account that I was able to cash and immediately put on my car bill. So that's why my car's paid off. Okay. All right. Anyway, say you started saving money January first. Yeah. For Christmas. Yeah. End of November rolls around. You got a thousand bucks. That's all sitting, I need. Sitting in, you know, sitting in your Christmas budget. I've never spent your car breaks over three hundred dollars. Your car breaks down the next day. <laughs> you what? I've never spent over three hundred dollars on Christmas in total. I'm cheap, Ian. I don't like. Okay, when it comes, actually, you know what? For my girlfriend, I'll spend a little, quite a bit of money, but I don't. Like, I spent so much maybe on Michaela I'm a jerk. this year. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm a jerk, but I think it's because of my whole like lack of emotion, lack of sentiment, I hate traditions type of thing. I think that's probably where this comes from. But I <laughs> We don't... actually butt heads on this, dude. Okay, we legitimately do? I do not agree with you okay, on this. Okay, because I... You stupid loser. No, no I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> thing is, thing is, I... Sometimes I hate it when I get gifts because I know that I'm not going to give them a gift back. <laughs> this is horrible. Okay, this is just the Jake's a terrible person you episode. Sa- Let's you do it. Let's you do sound it. like you sound like the Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck. No, McDuck. because look, I understand the spirit of Christmas. I really do. Um, Whatever you. Well, maybe Scrooge. I don't because I really don't feel. Sentiment. No. Well. 
You don't feel sentimental. This is just making you sound really bad. You realize how I probably have a problem. I don't know, but I. All right, like don't hate me, guys. Don't hate me. And I, I'm I really, hate you a little bit. I'm not an. I'm not a bad person, and I'm not even a mean person. I guess when it comes to Christmas, I'm, I'm maybe I'm mean. I, I like this is the thing though. I've this is what I tell a lot of my friends because we always get on this type of conversation at, at one point or another. A good way to see from someone else's point of view is to be like knowing their personality. What do they expect? Because everyone expects something different. In this scenario specifically, I would be fine without the gifts. I swear to God, right hand to God, if I got no gifts on Christmas, I would be fine with it. I swear. And I believe you. Because, like you just said, you have to think about how the other person, you know, how their personality is. And I get that from you. I get the personality that even if you were given like a $5 little gadget you would be like over the moon excited. Yes, and that's because I value money so much. I actually took Yeah, a, for someone who doesn't have a savings I know. account. I well look, okay, here's the thing. I value money and I'm actually in a place now where I'm gonna be able to save money for the first time in my life. In the next starting actually last week with my new job. I'm I'm absolutely for the first time in my life going to be able to save money. But while I value money in the past, I've just had between bills and rent and really bad food choices, honestly, like going out to eat a lot, I was paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything else at the end of the, of the week. So I'm going to be looking forward to being able to save and have some rollover. Cause and I, I know we've, we've had conversations about this before we even thought of doing a podcast. I know we talked about... You know, the budgeting system that I use and stuff yes, like that. Yes, you need so a budget, we, right? Yeah, you need a budget. Yeah, name I have website, that too. Yeah. Yep. You need a budget. I just never... <laughs> yeah, like I told you a couple months ago, I've never been able to use it. <laughs> so Start using it. I, I, you I got know. a new job. I, I, you use know what? You're right. Boy. You're right. I, I should bring it up tomorrow and uh, get to it. Five bucks a month. It is yeah, so the easy. most valuable subscription mm-hmm. I have, hands right. down. I, so I subscribe to Spotify, Netflix... Hulu, Humble Bundle Monthly, (laughs) quite a few things. And the $5 a month you need a budget is by far the most valuable subscription Mm -hmm. I have. It's the last one I drop. So, all right, back to what I was saying. You're going to think I'm really hypocritical here, but not that websites are all-knowing, but Adria, my girlfriend, uh, and I took this online quiz that was like, it was something along the lines of different types of showing affection and what your favorite signs of affection are my number one was gifts and i was like hmm interesting what does that mean but the more i thought about it the more i'm like you know what maybe that's true because i really do not expect just like random gifts or even gifts at christmas time so when i do receive one like you said even if it was like a five dollar little thing like when i got that freddie mercury thing from my brother I think that's awesome. I think of that every day, and I look at that every day, and I'm really happy that I got that because Queen is my favorite brand. And your brother's giving you a PS4. Yes, he's also giving me a PS4, and I'm (laughs) over the moon about that. Like you said, I'm so excited. I am fortunate in this, this past year or so, just being so close with my brother, he's been really generous. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so so with that example, like with, with the Freddie Mercury little figure there, I do value it quite a bit, and I would and will absolutely give back what I can, but 
in the same sense where I wouldn't expect to give gifts, I expect others to not expect gifts. Right. And that's how everybody tends to react. Um, you think other people think the way you think. Right. I know and, I use the word think a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we know that that's not the case. And, and most people know that's not the case. But that is our general expectation of other people. I think I'm like the opposite of you in this regard because well to a certain point because like you said you don't care about receiving things and i'm the exact same way i'm 100 percent like oh you didn't get me anything i don't care right like it does not it doesn't hurt my feelings it doesn't bum me out it doesn't I, i'm just not it doesn't bother me but on the other flip side of things i love getting things for people Ah, uh, see i don't and that's, you know, that's one of my biggest weaknesses. I mean, I've sp- I've spent a lot of money on Michaela this Christmas. Wow. And I know she's spent, she's she's let the cat out of the bag. She's spent equal to, if not more, on me. Wow. But like I said earlier, I, we don't have to feel bad about it because it's budgeted money. It's money that we've been saving for a year, specifically for Christmas. Right. So it's not like we're taking money away from other things that we need to be spending money on. You know, we have the money set aside for those other things, so we don't have to feel guilty about the money we're spending on Christmas presents. Right. And Are I know spending... you would I know you would never do that. Like I know No, 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 no. You're very big on budgeting and you have that money set aside for that reason. So Right. Great. I don't break the budget. Right. I don't I'm fortunate that my wife feels very much the same way I do. She's a better saver than I am. Believe Whoa. it or not. Yeah, she's crazy. Wow. She's crazy about saving. She's so good at it. And I'm I'm thankful for that because together... You're an unstoppable savings force. I We could both lose our job tomorrow and we would probably be okay for a couple months. And I don't mean to brag. No, I mean, no, I don't no, that, mean that as a brag. No, that's that's good because you're able to... You're able to set that aside and have the self-control to not Right, spend and it. I don't consider ourselves, quote-unquote, like, rich or well-off. Right. But we live... You live within your means. Yeah, we live under your means, means because yes. you're saving. Right. And right now we're saving so hard because we really want to buy a house. We're so that saving has a, so hard. Yeah. I love that. We're saving so hard. Well, we do. We we want we rent right now. We rent a trailer, yep. which it's a it's a nice place. I'm not complaining about the place we live. My landlord's great. I'm surrounded by friends. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good place to live. But we want our own place. We want a house. Absolutely. So, you know, we're really pushing for that. A little bit of me felt a tiny bit guilty about spending money on Christmas knowing that we're saving for a house. But then as soon as I reminded myself that we have the money set aside for that reason, it didn't bother me anymore. Right. Because I know I've got the money for that. So do you not like spending money? Or wait, I shouldn't word like that. No, that's do you, fine. Do you not like buying gifts for people because you don't have the money set aside to spend? Like if you had... If someone was like, here's a thousand bucks, do with it whatever you want, and you had nothing else that you needed to worry about right now. Would... I would absolutely spend that on Christmas. So, yeah. you, so you do like getting gifts for people. You yeah. just don't like getting gifts when you don't explicitly have money for that purpose. Right. I mean, so if I've got bills like me, to pay, and I've got, yeah, I, I, I do feel like that because if, if situations were different, I could see myself doing what you're doing. And that's what I'm trying to aim for is setting up a budget and setting getting a savings account and me working in a credit union now i'm thinking about opening a christmas club and things like that you know to put money aside that i can't even touch so that when holidays come around i don't have to worry about it i might not feel all sentimental about it but i do enjoy 
giving people gifts that I care about. Probably yep. not as much as the average person, but right? I, but I do feel like it's it's it, it is obviously a kind gesture. So and I'd love to be a part of that, and and I will be. I mean, that makes me sound really like like a like pitiful, <laughs> and, and I, obviously that's not what I'm trying to be like. It's I'm just, just I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to lay out what I've been thinking about lately for people to chew on and think about. There's just a good feeling when you find a gift for someone that you know they're going to love and you get it for them. Like, it feels good. You're like, yeah, this person's going to really like this. And I'm to the point now where I'm more excited about giving the gifts than I am I've ever been about receiving. I mean, obviously when I was a kid, I loved getting gifts. Well, yeah, because you don't buy... You're a kid, so you don't have a job. You don't have money. You don't have... It's not even a spoiled thing to love getting gifts on Christmas when you're a kid. Right. Every kid does. You're a kid. Yeah. And I'm to the point now where, you know, it's more about the giving. Yep. And I feel like I've been that way for quite a few years now, and I'm proud of that. Hmm. There's a couple of years ago where I did go. I worked at um, a JCPenney as a secondary job to my uh, driving job in Bangor. And I bought, like... My brother, a genuine leather jacket, because he would always steal mine, and uh, I, I just, I, I love that. I love, you know what? To be honest, I didn't wrap any presents. After all the presents were opened at my family's house, I just like got them from the back room, and I was like, <laughs> "So this is for you." I'm that type of person, man. Like, I just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I wish I was a little different, but I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't wrap really. So let's get into tradition. Yeah. And what portion of this experience you think is tradition related? Okay. So just talking about traditions, I really have a thing against traditions for the sake of traditions itself. So when someone asks, why are we doing this? And the only answer is because we've been doing it forever. I hate that. And it immediately wants me to go against the tide. Immediately. And... It actually frustrates me. It actually makes me angry, and that's bad. I don't know why it does, but I just, um, I, I'll probably try to think of a specific example before the show's over. But we, your question was relating it to Christmas. Yes. And I just don't like traditions if it has no logical sense to it. If it doesn't make any sense, and and this is coming from the part of me that I just don't see a lot of sentiment. So you said you're going to try to think of a specific example what do you mean by like an example of what of a tradition that i've experienced in my life um oh weddings weddings a big one wedding is a big one Adam like ruins everything man if me i'm actually really glad that i'm a guy for for weddings because there's so many traditions on the bride's end that i just would like the something blue something new something whatever I wouldn't do that. I'd purposefully do go against that. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I want to wear red. Like, because it's, because it's dumb. It is <laughs> dumb. Is, I'm sorry, because it probably means something important to a lot of people, but... It's dumb. It means nothing to anyone. If something no, does not make logical sense, even a shred of logical sense, I toss it out the window. So you agree and I with hate it. you agree with Adam ruins everything then on the topic Adam ruins of, everything is one of my favorite shows because you get really passionate about this people. man he goes on and totally trashes everyone who thinks these certain things and oh man yes I love Adam ruins everything he's 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 a well actually guy and i'm a well actually guy well actually <laughs> yeah and and people hate people like that but 
I like oh. to pretend that that's how he is in real life. I I don't know that it is, but I think that's... it is because the show actually started as a college humor thing. Right. It and still is technically. I mean, it's got to be I'm pretty sure it was his idea. Like so I'm pretty sure that's his actual personality. Yeah. He's just like a know-it-all kind of guy. I just really love his show. I haven't seen an episode for a long time, but I really loved I love when he just completely demolishes people's thoughts on certain topics just because they've been around forever like um weddings is one yeah weddings is one yep and car buying that's another really yeah. good one if you haven't seen it that is a, that was a good one i i haven't seen him in so long that i i can't think of i can't think of any of the examples I he has wish. an episode on trump's wall I haven't seen that one. Oh, that one's really good. He tears into that. Yeah, like because crazy. it would cost like literally billions of dollars to build and maintain, right? It would do the opposite of what people would expect it to do. Yeah. And he, I could not explain why, but he, and I, the thing I like about Adam Ruins Everything is that he always has sources. He always displays the sources on the screen. Yeah, it's And he'll have scientists and people with doctorates and stuff on his show it's not just stuff he's saying this is all like he always brings in experts yeah even though it's like a comedy show he's actually being educational i've seen a little bit where he explains where yes it's a show yes we're doing it for laughs but we're also genuinely trying to educate people and their main target not target but their main audience is millennials and i've seen different facebook articles from news magazines or, or news stations saying that Adam Ruins Everything is like the start of, uh, not really the start of, but it's it's just like an interesting way of thinking that our generation is starting to take part in. And I just, I, I really love it because it's completely educational. Like he says, like, like you said, he puts his sources right on the screen. Yes. There's okay. another topic he covers and this is uh, sensitive for a lot of people, so I don't want to discuss it because I don't want this to become a political thing. Okay. But he talks about the legalization of weed. Oh, And he yeah. goes into the history because that's a tradition. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, I... it's a legal tradition. Not... Okay. I'll, I won't get into it either. <laughs> he goes into the history of why weed is illegal. I don't know if you've seen that one or not. I haven't. But he goes on to say that the reason it was originally made illegal and i might have my facts or or i might have this off a little bit do yourself a favor and go watch the episode but basically what he says is that weed was originally made illegal because the surgeon general had just talked about how cigarettes were bad for the body they're bad for humans and he didn't have anything else to talk about or anything else to publish so there were a lot of... He was worried about his job. He was feeling threatened that he was going to lose his job because he wasn't doing anything radical. Mm-hmm. So he picked a substance out of a hat to <laughs> to thrash on, and it happened to be weed. So he, he made it out to be a bad thing that weed was going to kill kids and that it was going to make Americans lose their jobs and it was going to put them in a depression and stuff like that. And that's just not true. Right. I thought I, I thought it was more like the paper industry because of hemp. That was part of it. Yeah, that was part of it. But if you if you watch this episode, um, he explains it. And like I said, don't take don't take what I said as fact because I could be wrong. As usual, I'm getting off topic and we're straying away from what we were talking about. Well, we're talking about traditions. I mean, yeah, and this is true. This is along those same lines because it's it's just ideals that get instilled into people 
that carry over for generations and we forget the real reason or we never knew to begin with why those traditions were set up. And I am glad to have someone or a group of people angry at me if I go against that than just going along with it. Yeah. I I would prefer that. So are there holidays that you just think are stupid that we shouldn't be celebrating? No. No, because every holiday has a has a reason. I mean, I, I couldn't bash on any. Well, I mean, well, I mean, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, Colum- that's ridiculous. Columbus Day. Oh, is well, okay. Ridiculous. Well, that's not a, that's that's not really a holiday. I, I'm I'm thinking of the large. I ones, get it like, off from work. Yeah, that's that is. You'll absolutely, get it off from work. Yes, too. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. I thought you were talking about Christmas, Easter. Well, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but uh, yeah, that's a little touchy one too. But yeah, you're right. Columbus Day is ridiculous. I don't like how St. Patrick's Day is just like, hey, everybody, let's go out and drink because it's St. Patrick's Day. Why? Because it's Irish. Right. And Irish people drink. Yeah, that's pretty so bad logic. It's just it, like, I, I get it. I mean, you, you want to go out and, and drink. And you want to have nothing... a reason to go and get slammed. Right. That's what St. Patrick's Day is. Yeah, pretty but much. it's because of that reason that I would hate to celebrate it. So you don't celebrate... It's really spiteful, actually. It's pretty spiteful because I'm not, I'm not doing anything but hurting myself pretty much. Yeah. But it's, it's just that I, I'm, I feel that strongly about it. Where if there's no real reason or if the reason has been misconstrued, then I just, I hate it and I, I want to cause a stir. I want to push people's buttons. So you heard it here, folks. Jake does not celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I don't, and I never will. Wait for the St. Patrick's Day episode. St. Yeah. Patrick's Day yeah, we'll 2017. <laughs> now we're going to go into the um segment where all we do is we sit around the mic and we um. Um. Hmm. That's kind of like um. uh, meditating. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of the episode? Did you like it? Could we improve it? Is yeah. it as good as it could ever be? I've talked up episode five since episode one. I've been saying that episode five is going to be where we're really going to hit our stride and where everything's going to be fluid. And now we're using a new microphone, so that might all be thrown out the window. And this could be the worst episode oh, we've done. I, I hope <laughs> we're not. taking a risk with this. I hope not. I, this I, could be a throwaway. I really hope not because I, I, yeah. I do like this episode. I, I do think that we had some good stuff. I hope we didn't yammer on too long, but please let us know because we're quote unquote live now. So let us know what you think about how we've gone from episode one to episode five. Uh, I think we've been doing pretty well. We probably need more prep work, but uh, between our schedules, it's kind of hard to do that. Uh, Going forward, I think we should probably think about what we're going to say, what we're going to be talking about a lot earlier, and either take notes or just really think about what we're going to say. I'd like to be able to just have an episode in one take. Do you think we'll ever be able to do that? That's the goal. That is the editing goal. I would be amazed. Like, as soon as one of us said, all right, here's the easy listening track, or here's the outro track to end the show, i just, like, break out in hallelujah. We'd if, conclude. If we could do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. If we could conclude <laughs> without interruption. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not going to go into the details of that. No. Have a great week, guys. Stay tuned. We're going to be dropping episodes every Wednesday. We just figured this out. So you probably know that by now, actually. <laughs> yeah. This is five episodes in, Jake. Hopefully they know when we're this dropping This is going to be them. the third, like, su- 
third uh, week in succession where we post something on a Wednesday. So you've already figured that out by now, but you've heard it officially here. Tune in Wednesdays to our new shows and have a great week. Thanks for listening. But before I go, I want to get into our easy listening track for this week. And normally Jake just does a quick little ditty here, but I wanted to explain this outro track. And this is the first time that Jake is hearing about this. So I wanted to do it. All right. I, want, I want to do this. <laughs> Speaking of Reddit, there's a subreddit I visit that has trap music on it, which oh my word. you'll notice that that's kind of a trend with our outro music. It's kind of like more like dancey, like easy to listen to. This one's not going to be so much like that. It's a little r- bit rougher, but there was a track that I really liked on trap and I wanted to use it in the outro, but it's not a royalty free creative commons track so i couldn't legally do it oh no i found it on soundcloud and i messaged the guy no way and asked him if we could use it and he said sure yes dude. i told him that we would credit him back like we'd give him we i i told him i was going to do this i told him i'd link back to his original track that we'd yeah. give him a shout out but we were doing a podcast for fun we don't i didn't have money to give him but i was really hoping that he would be cool with us using it and he said sure that's awesome. Dude, thanks for putting in that effort. That's so, great. uh, that's it. Here it is. Have a good week, guys.
See, I, okay, hold on. I don't want to be vague like I was in episode, was it, four or three? Three, social manipulation? We were way too vague. Yeah. So. You're getting aggravated at yourself. Here we go again. I love, <laughs> I love when you get mad at yourself. <laughs> it when happens you, a I lot. I can see you like sit back and you're like, I'm so mad. <laughs> I can't believe me. Well, it's it's true though. Cause I don't vague? Be, what I is don't this? don't want to be vague. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. Cut in right. deep. Dig your claws in. It's like a big old bite. <laughs> <laughs> Take a bite out of crime like Scruff McGruff. All right. Take a drink. Wanna buy you a drink of water? 